0: You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast recorded in Kingston, Ontario, Canada at CFRC 1019 FM, Queen's University campus. Okay, episode 102. Should we do this every week, Taylor? Should we say keep track of episode numbers now?
1: Maybe, just so that <laughs> we're accountable.
0: Yeah, so and I we know tell. what's going on. <laughs> um, you know, very early. Like, you used
1: to label the shows. Like, very early, I remember.
0: I remember that um, too, but I, I stopped doing that. And then you stopped. <laughs> I think no, it's because at the time... I wasn't... I wasn't too concerned about it. You know, not... I
1: ever thought we would make it
0: to 100. Well, not... Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess I thought, yeah. well, doesn't... It, our numbers aren't going to matter. But uh, I guess I should have been a little bit more uh, careful with that. But I'm glad we now know because that now we can kind of keep track of it and we can... Yeah. You know, if ever we're stuck, Taylor, we can always do a theme to the number that our episode oh, so. is you know like what what yeah. what movies have the number 102 in it you know but <laughs> today we're not that no
1: no because believe it
0: or not we have a theme we have a theme this week this is our first themed episode in a while we've done a couple of mailbags over quarantine and we did some uh, great movie clubs but we thought we would do something themed to the summer because we're we're in the summer uh, summer movie season wasn't exactly a the, thing <laughs> we're in the dog, day. dog the days dog days right now yeah.
1: Because this is going to be airing, um, we're pre-recording this, this is going to be airing the 11th of August.
0: Yeah, mid-August.
1: So uh, we're, we're, all, we're on the other side of summer already.
0: So we thought it would be a good idea to talk about summer movies. And we're, yeah. you know, we're talking about movies that are set in summer, or have a summer theme, or movies we just love that have something to do with summer. We both put lists together of our favorites um, and we'll kind of get into that. Um, before we get into that, I just wanted to do a couple quick reminders, which I probably should have done for last week's episode as well. But uh, as promised, I put a bunch of new things on our website after our 100th episode. So I just wanted to just remind people that on ScreeningInKingston.com, you can now get some of our movie lists um, that we do for different things. So the first couple that I uploaded where Taylor did a great Valentine's Day movie list pick uh Taylor's top ten Halloween movies. Uh these lists are our summer movies are gonna go up on there. We've done other ones as well, and by the time this comes out, I'm sure I'll have added more to it. So com slash our lists or just screeninginkingston.com, you can find it um in in our kind of like main area where We've kind of got the why we love section of the website. I put the lists and our fan casting page under there. And again by the time this uh, is running, I'm sure there will be some of the fan cast, casting audio clips will be on there as well. These are some of the things that we promised we'd do in and around our 100th episode that fans talked about or requested. So you can go on screeningandkingston.com and check that out. Well, we have a website. Got to keep reminding people, well, go to the website. We did. We did yeah. what we, well, we better know. <laughs> um, you can also get under screeningandkingston.com slash podcast you can also get the Tyler Vance bingo card. It is posted there. Um, and hey, maybe some of our fans will play bingo. I don't know. I, I, I don't have it right in front of me or else I would uh, force conversation, those things. But I guess the point of the bingo card is we fall into certain tropes. Um, and we do that. Well, we're only humans. <laughs> we're creatures of habit. <laughs> yeah. It's a bunch of very interesting habits, but... Uh, Go check that bingo card out. Um, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, go to ScreeningKingston.com to get all of that. Just a little reminder um, before we get into our summer movies. Um, Taylor, summer movies about... So, so how did you do your list? Before we even get into it, how did you do your list? Like, Do you do you qualify this as movies specifically set in summer? Or is there a summary theme that you kind of let go into your list? How did you kind of do this?
1: These are... Um that takes place in the summer or just at the beginning of summer and just kind of feel
0: summery. Okay, I did the exact right. same thing. For the first time yeah. in screening in Kingston history, our lists are going to be made of the same theme and topic. Uh, sometimes you like to go this rogue. This is, <laughs> this is history. This is history. This is <laughs> because I did the exact same thing. Now, I, I, did a, I did a bit of a smaller list with some. Um, Honorable mentions. So I have a top five. Um, I have my top five favorite movies that take place in summer or have a summer feel to it with then a handful of honorable mentions just because some of them actually don't fit 100% into the theme. But I actually kind of wanted to include them um, because of the summery feel thing. Um, but yeah, we're, we're actually going to have lists that are of the same theme. And that excites me because we've never done that.
1: Actually, that reminds me, so while you were describing um, how some of my lists are on the website right now, yep. the Valentine's Day list, <laughs> uh, you should have described on the website, it's kind of like an anti-Valentine's Day list.
0: That's true. I didn't think about that until um, I was uploading it and looking at all of them and being like, I think this was more of an anti Valentine's it was, Day. Yeah, I'll have to change that to. <laughs> it
1: was like weird love.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, if you listen to that episode, you'll have the, the context and the background. But I'm looking. At it. it's, and if someone didn't know, they would think this was just my regular Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about that because I think when we upload, because I up, I remember this. I copied this one straight from social media, because we, we made it an album. I just called it Taylor's Valentine's Day Movie Picks. But I completely forgot this is more anti um, when looking at it. Because, like, the lobster's in there. And, yeah. <laughs> and Heather's her, the piano teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lars and the Real Girl is kind of like a fun movie. I mean, I guess it falls more into anti-Valentine's Day, but I feel like Lars and the Real Girl could be a Valentine's Day movie. Except I don't
1: even want to do the plot twist. Watch that thinking it's the traditional Valentine's
0: Day And adventure. just kind of see what, what happens, yeah. Yeah, yeah the night quarter month. is on here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, great. Anyways, let's, uh, let's get to summertime. If we can revisit Valentine's Day uh, next February. Yes, but, uh, yeah. Now we're going to tackle some summertime movies. Um, I picked movies that just feel like summertime. You know, like, I think of, like, being 17 and just, like, running around with Mariah Donnelly in high school. That's, (laughs) like, whether or not those movies actually um, feature teenage girls. Just, like, movies that make me think of summertime. So that's that's the list I went with. It sounds like, for once, we're on the same page. Who knew? We very much
0: are on the same page, and I think that that's why I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see what we both have on here because I have a feeling we probably have a very different list anyway. Even though we're going with the same thing, because like when you say "set in summer," okay, that's easy enough, but "summer feel" and means something different for each person. Like what you were just describing Uh is probably not what I think of um, when I think of summer.
1: I've never been a 17-year-old girl running
0: been, around with Mariah Dolls. Exactly. I've never been a 17-year-old girl uh, running around with Mariah uh, in, you know, shoes off in the grass or whatever. Yeah, no, I've never, I've Perfect. never, you know, never done that. So <laughs> it means something different for me. But that again, that's kind of what it makes movies so interesting is you can kind of look at things even in, in a similar topic in two or three different ways. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that this... And uh, I'm interested to get into it. So let's dive into it. Do you want to give us... Did you put them in any order?
1: No. No. I mean, um, like always, my list makes sense to me. Um, (laughs) They probably don't make sense to anyone else. Hence why I wanted to give some background to my Valentine's Day list on the website. Um, I didn't even do really a top ten because some movies I've grouped together. Right. But my first... You want to kind of do it how we normally do it where like I say one and then you say one? Let's do it. You kind of go back and forth? Okay. Yeah. So my my number one is Call Me By Your Name.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful romance. We both yes. have that on our list. <laughs> oh my God. Call Me By Your Name no. is on my list.
1: <laughs> Take notes. Fans of the show, put an asterisk beside episode 102. It is the first time Mike and <laughs> list go together. Yeah, we
0: actually have the same movie. I mean, not sorry to, not to, to interrupt your list, but I just I wanted to point that out. We have the same movie <laughs> in in our uh, list. Um, so there you uh, go. <laughs> but yeah, okay, t- t- tell us a bit about Call Me By Your Name just to remind people. So
1: Call Me By Your Name um, has little
0: Timothy Chalamet. Did I think his name right for the
1: first time? Timothy Chalamet, yep. Oh my God! Right. This is a first. This
0: that bingo a first. card is useless <laughs> so out the window,
1: We are making screening in Kingston history today So Timothy Chalamet um, is spending the summer at his family's Italian villa His father is a, a university professor And I can't remember the name of the co
0: star. Oh, uh, uh, Army Hammer.
1: Army Hammer. Um, and so, Army Hammer is a visiting archaeology student. And, you know, over the course of the movie, there's romance, there's coming of age, there's first love, first heartbreak. And I think my original review of this movie um, on my letterbox, which is like, is what I would imagine a long hot Italian summer would be like like this is what
0: the movie feels like it feels like summer it's like, so it atmospheric like, in the way it's shot yeah. like exactly what you're saying it gives you such a clear view of the atmosphere you can't help but think of summer you
1: can smell the
0: pool and sunscreen um, <laughs> you can taste the peach <laughs> um, <laughs> <Okay. yeah. laughs> so
1: that's um, this is my number one summer movie. The rest of the list isn't really in numerical order, but like when I want to think of my number one, I think of summertime, I think of kind of hot weather, being at the pool, which is what I love, um, Call Me By Your Name, this is it.
0: So I, so I, I have my one through five and then basically five... Sure. Five, like oh, no. honorable mentions shout outs so I basically have 10 to go through but call me by your name is my number three so just just to kind of throw that out there for people like I do have I have a one to five and I'll kind of explain that as you go but basically call me by your name is is number three on my list I was kind of I think I'm going to go through my honorable mentions and work my way down and have number oh, one come out last but but I will say call me by your name is number three And I do have that on my list, uh, just like you do. Um, So my honorable mentions, um, this first one doesn't really fit the theme in terms of the... I don't believe it's set. It just kind of feels summery. I don't believe it's specifically set in a specific month. But um, it. um, I think of summer every time I'd seen this movie just just only a couple years ago. And it's The Man from UNCLE. So the reason why I put The Man From U.N.C.L.E. on my honorable mentions is it's not quite in my top five, but I saw this during the summer, it, and to me, this is a good summer movie. This is what I want in a summer movie. You know, there's, there's intrigue, it's, it's got action, but it doesn't rely on it because there's also rich characters here. There's a really interesting way to tell a story. There's lots of style within the movie, so Man From U.N.C.L.E. for me becomes an honorable mention, not quite in my top five, which are all 100% set in the summer, this one movie for me was like, I want to include it in the list because it makes me feel like it's summer. And every time I watch it, I only usually revisit it in the summer.
1: Great pick. Wouldn't have immediately thought about that, but again, also, um, there's teams in Italy, and they're certainly wearing summertime
0: clothes. Yeah, that's, so, what, I, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, And even there's a, I believe there's a, Part where he he meets someone at like a more of an outdoor summery kind of thing. And yeah, so like a, so I feel like there's summer scenes within Man from Uncle, so it kind of fits.
1: A good pick.
0: Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so that's 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 my honorable mention, Man from Uncle.
1: My next pick
0: is Dirty Dancing. It
1: yep. takes place. Um, like a month before Labor Day, like the, the, it's a summer resort, um, if you don't know the plot of Dirty Dancing, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but essentially like, it's, you know, you can't get more summer in the fact that they say like, last day of the resort is Labor Day weekend, like, it's, like, it's built into the movie, um, it's just, you know, just a fun movie. Great music, um, yeah. I think it goes without saying, dirty
0: dancing. Definitely, definitely a summer movie. Um, my next pick, again in my my five honorable mentions category, and this one is has um, this one has a couple different reasons why I put it on here. But it's the movie Wimbledon, um, which uh, is kind of a romantic comedy set around the tennis tournament Wimbledon, which happens in July. Um, it's um, Probably the biggest tennis tournament. I mean, there's at least five of them that are relatively big, but I would say Wimbledon is still one of the biggest tennis tournaments. Um, it, what I liked about it was the um, coming from the sports angle, before getting into the romance, of following two characters at the literal opposite ends of their career. Um, an older tennis player... Um, and a younger tennis player who began a relationship, but both of them couldn't be at at op- more opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think with all the attention that went to a couple young Canadian tennis players who've had a couple of really good runs over the past couple of years, it, it's the type of movie that if you're interested in tennis or if you're interested in sports, I wanted to include a sports movie um, on, on my list, and most sports take place uh, outside of summer months. So... Wimbledon to me it's, it is it is a summery movie it's set in the summer it has very much that outdoor sun feel like again another movie that did a good job of establishing what it would be like to be sitting in these hot stadiums which we can't do anymore and watching tennis tournaments um, but it's it, I, I find it intriguing and, and has some very good moments in it so Wimbledon goes on my list under Honorable Mentions cool
1: uh, my next Wet Hot American Summer.
0: Another good I'm
1: one. I'm waiting to see if it's on your
0: list. Uh, wet Hot American Summer is on my list.
1: There we go. Amazing. So, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. <laughs> wet Hot American Summer. Literally the name. That's what like I already like Quick, central summer. It's wet. It's hot. It's all American. And it's summertime.
0: Yeah, it's and it's it player. feels, again, it, it's so... It, the title very much describes it in every way. It's just such a this is this what is what an American or even like a North American summer is really like for for a lot of people. So it it has that very atmospheric of like, yep, this is it. This is this is going to make you feel like summer. If you watch this at any other time of year, it it's a, it doesn't fit <laughs> for for me. I think you got to watch it in the summer.
1: Agreed, and um, it is a spoof on. Um, so it's a little zany, it gets a little weird, but it's a lot of fun. Great ensemble cast, kind of from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, just, it's, it
0: feels good to watch. Yeah, and, and I think the feel-good aspect of it, it's a satire, all fits within watching it in the summer as well. Um, I, I just feel like it it really, again, like you were just saying, in the title itself it kind of gives you the idea that this is exactly what the movie's going to be now it it basically is on my honorable mentions list but it would have been six for me um it really really fits in just like with man from uncle if i'm watching wet hot american summer it has to be in the summer because it makes me think about the summer it's like, it's the same as like there's certain movies i would only watch in december this is on the list of i will watch it but only in the summer so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely on my list as well. Why don't we go back to you then, because that's wet hot American uh, summer, um, and that's pretty much because I'm just going through. This, so that's that's three for me um, as well. So yeah, back back to you, Taylor. What's what's next on your list?
1: So my next is um, kind of a clump of movies all together. So I am um, confused. The American Pie movies and Superbad. So. For me, these movies all kind of capture the same thing. And I know American Pie movies haven't have aged very well, and <laughs> they're problematic in a lot of ways.
0: No, but I, I just want to say, Taylor, the second American Pie movie is on my list. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. American Pie 2, which is actually set in the summer, is number four on my list. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so I would
1: say um, American Pie 1 and 2, because the first one's taking place, end of the school year and they're amping up for prom and the movie ends like at um like a, a cottage
0: essentially.
1: yeah um and then the second one you're right it's their it's the summer it's the summer break
0: their yeah. First, yeah it's
1: their first i think they
0: just finished college maybe i think they're done for their school? first year of college yeah yeah so it's it's I, basically yeah. one year later where instead of ending high school, they're done with college, and the entire second movie, and as I said, it's on it's on my list as well. Takes place during summer vacation, where they go to this like cottage cottage country and rent uh, rent basically a log cabin. I think it's summer.
1: like upstate Michigan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like again, like when I think of for some reason, and it might be because I spent a lot of time in Michigan. Um, I think of summertime, and I get the same sense of Wet Hot American Summer. I just assume it takes place in Michigan. Yeah. It might not. (laughs) (laughs) um, because my, um, Nicole's dad, um, Nicole being my best friend, who writes it a lot, her dad um, lives in Michigan. So he spent a lot of time in Michigan. And so for some reason, I don't know, is sense memory, I just think, oh, summertime, Michigan. So anyway. So... The first two American Pie movies and Super all kind of capture that end of the school year. Like, it's, you know, it's just July. Um, you know, we're kind of coming of age, turning 17 to 18, 18 to 19. Um, that kind of like craft sense of humor of being in high school. So they all kind of capture the same thing. Um, some of it, you know, I think were bad, maybe his age the best, in a way, as well as Jason Confuse has aged well too, um, American probably not so much, but again, that, that sense of, you know, we're leaving high school, going off, becoming more adults, or maybe in Jason confused sense, uh, maybe we're going from junior high school to actual high school, Yeah. do know, it like, just captures that, you know, hot, night, like I think of, like, <laughs> Summertime in Burlington, you know, we're getting ready to go to a house party, that kind of sense. Um, so those movies, to me, can't be more summery. <laughs> like, you know, as, as bad as American Pie is in some sense, um, you know, we were all kind of bud heads when we were that age.
0: And I will okay. say, American Pie, for for those problematic things, is... is a movie that, at the time, captured being a teenager accurately. So yes. Like, it was normal. And, and I don't... It's they, not good
1: that it was normal. But no.
0: Was. But, but frankly, and, and this is the thing, Taylor, because if they were to... Let's say they were to do another movie that's really centered around teenagers, um, it there would be things that, that 10, 20 years from now, we'd look back and be like, wow, that we were like that? They were like that? Like, you, you could update... American Pie, and, like, Steven Stifler turns into, like, the Instagram star dude who, like, really only cares... Yeah, really only cares about how many followers that they have, and uh, probably is, like, kind of a fake activist for things, like, cares about the environment, but only because of Instagram followers type of thing. Like, to me, that's who... That's that version. Like, it's just changed. Um, And I think that even though yes, it's of its time, there's lots of things that are problematic within those movies, it is an interesting snapshot on, on what being a teenager was like during that time.
1: Yeah. So that that kind of, those kind of coming of age that would be the theme for those three or four movies. Um, and they just make you feel nostalgic. They
0: feel yeah. good. Yeah. No, I agree. And as I said, American Pie Two is on my list. So so far we've had Call Me By Your Name, American Pie 2, and Wet Hot in American Summer, all the same historic. on our list. So those three are all there. And then I had Wimbledon and Man From Uncle. But yeah, this is very historic so far. Um,
1: that's how you can tell COVID is driving people
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's... Uh, so anyway, the three that I've broken down so far are Man From Uncle, Wimbledon, Wet Hot American Summer. And then um, another two more sort of honorable mentions before I actually get into my top five. Uh, the Princess Bride. Uh, It's a movie that, that again, I I don't know if it's specifically set in the summer, but they're running around outside sweating, um, and there's lots of sun. So I kind of included it because I also... I was thinking about movies that I used to enjoy going to see when Kingston did movies in the square. Like, what would I want to see outside on a big screen in the middle of summer? And Princess Bride's near the top of that list.
1: That's a good pick.
0: Yeah, I think it's...
1: not on my list, but I, I get your, your thinking behind it. Yeah,
0: and I think that Princess Bride really grabs everything again as to what you wanted out of a summer movie. Just like I, I said with Man From U.N.C.L.E., like I think it's all-encompassing as to what you kind of wanted out of a summer movie and that summer feel. So that's kind of why I, I wanted Princess Bride to be on there and kind of my five honorable mentions, because I do think it really... It really grabs the spirit of summer. It feels summery when watching it. And I do think it's a movie that stands the test of time quite well um, and and has that timeless story aspect to it. I think people will still be watching this 20, 30 years from now.
1: It's a great movie. Yeah. I I can't say anything better about it. It's just a great movie. Yeah. My next pick is actually two. Um, and again, it's the common denominator with these ones are John Candy. So, he starred in two very summery movies. One of them is Summer Rental and then The Great Outdoors. Um, to me, they're kind of almost interchangeable, but again, it's their summer vacation movies. So, you can't really get any more summery than that. Both comedies, um... Yeah, John Candy's a great actor. If you're looking for kind of a nice, you know, 1980s um, slapstick sometimes comedy, um, either will be great. The Great Outdoors also stars Dan Aykroyd as John Candy's brother-in-law, So, and they're kind of pitted against each other. Um, So that's a great one. Those are my... Definitely summer good picks. and the great outdoors.
0: Definitely good picks. Um, my last honorable mention is something that, um, more just a throwback from my childhood. It's a movie called the sand lot. Um, you can actually get this on Disney plus it's, uh, for those of you who don't know anything about it, it's basically about a, a bunch of, uh, guys, uh, their kids, they're in pretty much elementary school, middle school sort of age. It's about them playing baseball all summer. Um, and it's, if you build it, they will come. Uh, no, that's Field of Dreams. Um, oh. <laughs> that's another baseball movie, <laughs> but uh, no. No, that's, that's that's Field of Dreams. San, Sandlot's main plot revolves around um, this new kid in town who's a li- he doesn't really understand baseball. He's a little bit kind of recluse, um, and he kind of gets almost adopted by this group of kids who play baseball together. Um, And it's just, it's like a, it's like a, it's like Stand By Me or, or, you know, The Goonies. It's like a fun kid group adventure movie that really centers around baseball. Um, And it's just, it was just a really fun movie to watch as a kid. There's, there's really fun um, cameos in it. Uh, um, Cameos from uh, Dennis Leary. And um, uh, James Earl Jones, um, so it's it's a it's a really great movie, a lot of fun. Really recommend it for for that really that age group. I, I would watch it as a you know elementary school age, middle school age, um, you know preteen. It's a really good movie. As like a lot of great messaging in it. It is a Disney movie, as I said. It's on Disney Plus now, so you can revisit it. But it's a yeah movie from my childhood that's one hundred percent set. Over summer break, um, really really fun movie. A um, lot of um, lot of great moments in The Sandlot.
1: My next movie um, is a little bit similar to Summer Rental and The Great Outdoors in the sense that it's kind of a classic nineteen eighties um, vacation movie. Um, you don't really get a lot of vacation themed movies anymore. No, I'm trying to think like uh, uh, Adam Sandler did those ones with like all his pals they were on a summer vacation I
0: think w- grown ups or whatever yeah
1: yeah I think that's like a summer vacation um, I don't it seems to be like a genre of 1980s comedies like vacation Nightmare. Mm-hmm. so what about Bob Is in the similar vein um, is a psychologist or uh, yeah psychologist and his friends are going on a much-deserved holiday um, to his, you know, his beach house, and um, Bill Murray plays his patient Bob, who follows him on his summer vacation, and essentially the, you know, the, the doctor doesn't want anything to do with Bob, because he's on holiday, um, but his family immediately falls in love with him, and kind of takes yeah,
0: I remember story. this movie. <laughs> now yeah. that you're describing and, it,
1: <laughs> yeah. So again, classic kind of eighties setup where one character is really high strung um, and um, you know is kind of upper class, kind of snooty, and then there's kind of the you know the oddball who um, is pitted against this like really laced character. Yeah. So just a nice, again, like a nice fun. Um, Family comedy, similar to *Summer Rental* and *The Great Outdoors*. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's a good one. It also another. I would just throw out another kind of honorable mention: is *Captain Ron*. Which uh, <laughs> number two on my incredible. list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 so to me, these are all—they all kind of are lumped into this like 1980s vacation. Yeah. Theme. Um, and normally, you know, there's oh and. In that movie, and Captain and Captain Ron is um, the dad who's like really like kind of uptight. Um, am I
0: remembering this right? Yeah, so Mar- like, Martin Short plays yeah. uh, the dad who's who's a little uptight, and he basically w- needs to take this boat because it's a part of his inheritance. He's gotta he's gotta get it down to a different location to sell it. So him and his family basically go on this boat for the summer, and they have to hire. Captain, a captain, and they get—I guess they get the basically the most affordable guy, and his name's Captain Wrong, and he's—he's he's just so Kurt eccentric. Russell. He Kurt Russell. He's just eccentric. He's—he's he's very much fly by the seat of the pants, very relaxed, but he turns the whole family dynamic upside down, and it's very—it's um, very interesting seeing kind of that. It's that idea of someone who's very uptight with someone who's—who's who's not at all, and what they kind of can learn from each other.
1: Yeah. So the eighties loved to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So another another one that is that is on my that's is actually on my list. Uh, Captain Ron is number two on my list because of, of that kind of similar thing that like capturing that eighties vacation movie. I wanted to make sure was on my list. Um. So do you want to
1: do your next movie or? Is yeah, it not
0: to me? I'll do my next movie. Um. Then we'll go back okay. to you, and then then I'll just kind of recap the ones because now we're getting close to the ones. Uh, and then I want to talk about my number one last. So, yeah, my next movie, which was number five on my list, which kind of like made my list, um, easily was a movie that we all know, Jaws. Um, I think Jaws, it's set in the summer. It's a summer vacation thing. It's, you know, one of, one of you know, one of the best movies of that era. I think it's Spielberg at his best. Um, I think that um, when it comes to Shark attack movies or movies in and around those types of an animal animal stuff gone wrong. Um, we we go really off into the, the the horror path, whereas Jaws is all about psychological um, psychological thriller. It's a slow paced movie, but that pays off for that pacing. Um, I think Jaws. It also gets into the whole idea of even something we can relate to now. Um, keep keeping the beaches open regardless of, of public safety because of financial concerns or because of the economy and I think that really is something that rings true to everything that we've been going through this past little while of this battle between is it safe for things to open up but we also, like people need need also money and work and jobs and we need the economy to flourish but we also need people to be healthy and I think Jaws um, in, a, in a smaller way does deal with that because it's only one location but the, especially at the beginning you, you see this battle between do we, do we panic over this shark attack? Do we close the beach? Do we keep it open? Um, and kind of also even deals with an outsider someone who's not from the, the town uh, having to deal with being the sheriff and what people think of him for, because he's not from there um, so I think there's a lot of cool themes within Jaws, and that's why it, it really, for me, had to be on this list. Cool.
1: Uh, my next movie you, you referred to a little bit quickly when you were talking about the Sandlot. Um, uh, my next pick is The
0: Goonies. Yeah. Great movie.
1: Although, I don't actually, again, this is one of those movies where I don't actually know if it's taking place in the summer. So I, th- I think it is, um, because
0: all the kids, I don't think they're in school at the time. But that's true, like cool but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they're outside a lot, and I feel like that it is set in summer because when they go off on the adventure, I don't think I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've seen Goonies. But when when the parents don't know where they are for a bit, I don't think it's because they're missing school. Like I don't think school's a factor. I think either school's well, just it could be ended the or weekend. yeah, that's true. It could have been a weekend or maybe like a spring break type of thing. But yeah, they're I don't think they're in school at the time. But, yeah, it, it, it's true. It's possible it's not. I'm not remembering. I'm looking remembering. at, like,
1: I'm looking at pictures now. They're all wearing, like, fall clothes.
0: Mm, okay, so it's probably set so, in the fall.
1: Or, yeah, like, September. And, like, I'm remembering, like, Ma, Ma like, the, the, I think she's just called Ma in the movie. Yeah. Or, like, the mean, like, the mean mom. Mm. She's wearing, like, a leather jacket and stuff. Mm. But, anyways, um, someone's wearing a scarf. Long well, story short, sure. even if it's not actually set in the summertime, um, it is one of those movies that feels like summer. It's an adventure. Um, you had mentioned, like, oh, what movie would I want to see in Kingston in the Square? Um, the Goonies would be a great movie. Um, if you were to go to the drive-in, The Goonies would be a great movie. Definitely. So even if it's not set in summer, it just feels summery in the sense that it's, a, it's an adventure. It's comedy. It's about friendship, coming
0: of age, all the good stuff you think of during the summertime. So, um, yeah, that's my next pick. Yeah, a, a great pick. Goonies is a great pick. I'm just going to quickly then review. So my 4, 3, and 2 were all movies that, uh, that we've already kind of brought up. So American Pie was number 4 on my list. American Pie 2, sorry, was number 4 on my list. And again, I picked specifically American Pie 2 because it was set completely in the summer. And even though, yes, there's lots of problematic things about the movie, I think putting it in context as to where it came from. It's a very, this is what it was in the 90s um, being a teenager. Um, and I do think there's aspects of it that if you were to do an updated version of it, there's aspects of it that would change in terms of who the characters are. But I think the overall story still rings true um, about friendship and, and and the way these young people are kind of relating to each other. Um, Call Me By Your Name was number three on my list. And then Captain Ron was number two on my list. Again, Captain Ron, just to kind of go in a little bit more detail about it. I really like it for, for everything that you brought up Taylor of like, it's going somewhere on this adventure. You're taking a family out of their kind of comfort zone and normal context and throwing them basically into um, the the Caribbean, um, which is, is kind of what makes for a lot of the comedy and, and seeing Captain Ron uh, try to figure things out with his family and, and kind of learn a little bit about his character is really interesting. So that's kind of why it's on there. I'm going to save my number one for, for a bit, but why don't we go back to you, Taylor, and give us another one of your lists, and then we'll come back to me.
1: I have um, just more for the nostalgia factor is um,
0: The Parent Trap with Lizzie Lohan. It was almost on so. my list. <laughs> I almost put it... It was <laughs> The Parent Trap um, was like one movie that was there on my list, plus, plus um, Do the Right Thing. Um, from Spike Lee because it's also set kind of in the summer. They were they were on my list but just didn't quite make it.
1: Fair enough. So, The um, Parent Chapter is a remake from the 1950s. I think the original film came out in the 60s. Yeah, the 50s. Um, but this one, this is the one that's starring Lucy Lohan as both twins.
0: She plays twins. She plays twins, um, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: um, I mean, again, again, it's, don't really know about this movie, I don't really know where you've been the last couple of years, but this is a movie that we would watch on VHS um, all the time during summertime, and um, the sisters meet at summer camp, um, they find out that they're twins, that's not really a spoiler, because I think in the first 15 minutes it's clearly evident that they're sisters, um, and then they spend the rest of the movie plotting on how they can reunite um, their divorced parents. Um, just fun, silly, um, a movie we, I watched growing up, um, it feels nice to watch
0: again. Yeah, and it's just, it's kind of just a fun movie, I the same way, like, I think I watched it a lot more when I was younger, but it, it's all set in summer, and it really, it really fits, it makes you feel summery just watching it, because of the summer camp aspect. And that reminds me, um,
1: it wasn't originally on my list, another movie that really has been nostalgia factor for me is it takes two with the Olsen twins.
0: Yeah, which is their remake um, of it, like their version of it.
1: A little bit, but they're not actually they're not related. They just look the same. Like, and no one seems to. Oh, in that movie, them. they're not
0: they're not related.
1: They're not related. So, like, it's uh, it's um it's, uh, the fable or the fairy tale, the Prince and the Pauper, where they like trade. So there's a prince and then a like a peasant and they meet and they look similar enough that they trade places. So that's that's the take of it takes two. Is that there's um, a really wealthy child and then a poor child who's attending like a summer camp for essentially like orphans. <laughs> and so they meet, they realize that they look identical and they swap places for the summer.
0: That's it takes two with the Olsen twin. I'm, I know I've seen this, but I'm trying really hard to remember it, and nothing that you said rings a bell. Other than I thought it was just their version of the Parent Trap. I didn't realize that it was they. they they're not related but at all.
1: Christy Alley is
0: right. Christy Alley's in it. Yes.
1: She's like the
0: social worker at the camp. Right. <laughs> at the camp. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like finds the one Olsen twin, and then like the rich dad is getting married um so it says here oh it says the storyline is similar to The Parent Trap which is based on the book Lottie and Lisa um so it's similar but in my mind it's like it's not actually that similar because they're not related at all it's more like the prince and the pauper type situation but that also is a really good summer movie and if you're looking to take a trip down memory lane that's like a, another one we had on VHS my sister and I would watch all the time oh my god The film has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes 8? <laughs> <laughs> yeah 8% um I don't know like I just think it's fun Robert Eber calls it a harmless and fitfully amusing with numbingly predictable plot <laughs> <laughs>
0: harmless <laughs> like yeah. this movie is harmless <laughs>
1: that um parent trap is. Yeah. Just like, you know, it has a predictable happy ending. There's drama, but you know it's gonna have it all it's all gonna work out in the end. And in COVID times, is that not what we want? I think we so. just wanna be reassured that summer our summer, even though there might be some flip flops, it's all gonna work out. We're all gonna be able to return to school with our new
0: families.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's all gonna be okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, and and that just might simply be what uh, what you're looking for. So, yeah, I think it makes sense um, to give a shout-out to that. It's just surprising that 8%, I don't know if I've ever seen I can't that. believe it has 8%. Like, I know
1: it's a children's movie, but still, there's children's movies that have, like, 100.
0: There's some great so, children's movies out there, yeah.
1: Pardon me?
0: There's some great children's movies out there. Like, that's yeah, the thing. Like, I don't... There, there must be something else people don't like. Hey, it's been a long time since I've seen that, so maybe there's things in there that people hate for some I, reason. So it's eight percent for review, but then sixty percent for audience. Okay, so there you go. So it's more just critics. That seems more. <laughs> that seems more acceptable. I've just never seen eight eight <laughs> percent. Wow. There's
1: movies that have like zero percent. I'm pretty
0: sure. Well, I mean that's uh, that's just you know the again it's it's more of a percentage of how many critics. Said it was fresh, so if everyone just hated the movie, I guess it makes sense. Um, Going into my number one, my the the last thing is my number one movie on my list is the Way Way Back. Um, The Way Way Back stars Steve Carell, um, who is basically a a terrible terrible stepfather, and it's about this family kind of going on this little summer summer vacation to this place, and and the kind of I can't remember the the guy who plays the kind of main teenage kid but he, he ends up working at this um water park that sam rockwell works at and it's really a, it's a coming of age story as well um but it's really centered around this really horrible uh stepfather and this relationship that this this kid has but it's set in the summer and it's a it's a coming of age story but it's also a feel-good movie because there's a lot of he, he kind of you know he he discovers a lot about himself by working at this uh Pool place. He meeting Sam Rockwell becomes kind of the father figure that he's he's been missing, or kind of the older brother uh, support figure. Um, it's a really interesting um, talking about family and the dynamics between uh, parents and kids. Um, and I and I do think that it's it's worth watching. It is more on the drama side with a little bit of light light comedy to it. Um, so it doesn't quite fit in to the other summer movies as in, oh, it's just going to be a light thing. This movie is, is going to have heavy moments in it, but it is really worth it. It's a great summer movie. It's something that I've enjoyed. It's when you want something a little bit different in your summer. You've had some of your, your fluff summer. You've had some great adventure. You've had some great laughs. Now it's time to watch something with a little bit more heart but still has that happy summer light feeling to it, um, even though there's a lot of drama that, that comes out of it. So The Way, Way Back is my number one pick. And uh, what, so do you, you have, must have a couple left because we had so many that were the same. Do you have a couple movies left?
1: No, oh, sorry, that's it. That's so it? I, oh, I
0: thought uh, we went through, yeah. oh, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to do, you wanna a j- mine were
1: together. you so want right. to do a rehash, do a rehash um, and I'll do the
0: same. Just go through your list again and then I'll do the same. At the
1: top of the list, number one, call me by your name. And then the rest of the list is more kind of thematic. So following call me by your name, I have dirty dancing. Wet Hot American Summer, Dazed and Confused, American Pie, super bad. Summer Rental and the Great Outdoors, What About Bob with a with mention to Captain Ron, The Goonies, The Parent Trap with a honorable mention to It Takes Two. I'll, I'll add as a bonus, one last um, honorable mention um, because Captain Ron makes me think of Kurt Russell, Overboard is another yeah. fun um, Amer- or summertime movie. I think it takes place through kind of the whole year. Um, I think you see all the seasons. But kind of the main action um, happens in the summertime that kind of like is catalyst for the plot. Um, again, is the movie kind of problematic? Yes. But um, sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes you got to turn your brain off and just enjoy a good story and that is overboard for me so yeah. that is my list Call Me By Your Name Dirty Dancing White Hot American Summer Jason Confused American Pie Superbad Summer Rental and The Great Outdoors What About Bob The Goonies and
0: The Parent Trap um, for me uh, number one The Way Way Back uh, again just to quickly say it's a little different than the rest of my list but it's really worth watching it's a feel good movie with a lot of drama and heart number two Captain Ron three Call Me By Your Name Four American Pie, two Five Jaws, and then my honorable mentions. But I can probably order them a little bit. But basically, my honorable mentions are The Sandlot, uh, The Princess Bride, Wet Hot American Summer, Wimbledon, and The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Wet Hot American Summer, Sandlot, Princess Bride would be kind of close to my my six, seven, eight picks, and then Wimbledon might be last um just kind of in there. But again, they, these are all movies that I really feel in capture summer. They're fun to watch, something a little bit different for everybody depending upon what you're uh, you're feeling for your summer movies. And I do want to just give an honorable mention now to the Parent Trap because it almost made my list and Do the Right Thing as well. Both of those almost made um my list. So there you go. There's some summer movies for everybody, some summer picks. Um as we are currently in a situation where we don't have summer movies, which, Taylor, is very weird. Usually we're, we're inundated during the summer with films, and it's been kind of a slow crawl back to things opening, but we still don't have any new releases yet.
1: Yeah, like, this would have been... We would have been in the height of summer blockbusters. Um, going in, like... Essentially, we would have been wrapping up the summer... Like, looking ahead to the fall, which gets us ready for award season. Yeah. So, in a way, we've really bypassed the traditional movie-watching year. I mean, technically, because of quarantine, everything has been bypassed, in a way. You know, like, we kind of missed six months of our lives. Yeah. But so really, for film, we don't. We've missed the traditional ebb and flow of movie releases. Um, I think we'll have a lot of catching up to do come September. Um, It'll be interesting again to see um, what the studios end up deciding in terms of their releases, because the European markets are opening up again. Canada is more or less open. Um, It's really just the states. Um, But even if anyone's following the news, the states are
0: just kind of pretending like COVID's not happening. That's, so. th- See, that that's what yeah. makes it even more interesting in terms of what theaters will do. Because if you listen to the leaders, the politicians, and even like just the general attitude coming out of the states, you'd think that new movies are going to get released in the coming weeks. But a lot of studios yeah. have held off, and they're not sure what to do. And a lot of new studios are thinking, should we release worldwide first? and then in the States second, which normally it's, you know, it's reverse. Um, so that that's what is interesting to me. I, d- I don't know what's going to come of it, especially because as things reopen, there's always the fear that when the second wave hits in the fall, you're going to see things have to close up again. So w- how will studios play that is going to be interesting. But you bring up a really good point. Are the studios going to follow the mentality of the, the general feeling, and thought process of the states, or are they going to follow the medical professionals and the, the recommendations and the real numbers? What are they, they going to do? And that, that might be the most interesting thing to see in the coming weeks because right now the, the big releases, the next dates, are like Tenet was pushed back again, Christopher Nolan's movie, which he's really pushing to be in movie theaters. But right now they have an international release date on the 26th of August, but that's not including the states.
1: Yeah, I, it's, it's an interesting time. Um, I mean, everything's interesting, right? But as a movie show, um, I will be interested to see how things um, start unfolding. Uh, we are very fortunate to live in a community and in a country where the, pan- the pandemic is not over, if, but it's been contained. So um, hopefully we'll be able to see some new movies Um yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting
0: fall. I agree, and I, I just want to echo what you said. I mean, yeah, nothing's over, but our country, our, our you know, we were very quick to be critical of, of people as a society, but our country, our politics, our um, anyone in, in leadership positions, our frontline workers, everyone has done a really great job, and Canada is in a pretty good position in terms of containment and trying to be prepared, and trying to think about what's going to happen. So you're right, it is going to be interesting for us, because as movie theaters open again... We're looking at back catalog movies, things that, are, that maybe didn't get a long release before. So even for our show, we're going to have to look over the next couple of weeks on how things go because that will dictate what we do. Are we going to do more thematic things? Are we going to be able to get back to the theaters and start reviewing new things as they come out? And because we have listeners from all over the place, we'll have to keep that in mind too. For all of you out there, you know, we, we might be able to go see movies here, but where you are, you might not be able to. Um, and it would be interesting to hear from any of our American listeners if you have heard in your local area, or do you have theaters that are opening? Because I know every state's a little different. I would just be interested to see about those who listen to our podcast. Do you or do you have theaters that are opening near you? Or are you thinking of going? How do you feel about it? It would be interesting to kind of hear from everybody what your thoughts are on our this. Lo-
1: our local fans as well, people in um, the province and in Kingston, Please let us know. Are you jumping at the bit? Are you guys going to go see movies? Have you seen movies already? Are you going to movies this weekend? Will you go next week? I'd love to know kind of what the general sense is. Are we feeling safe? Are we feeling excited? Or are we going to be a little bit more conservative and hold off? Please let us know.
0: Yeah, it, and I think it's, a, it's something that we'll be continuing to talk about over over the coming weeks as we as we get a little bit closer to, um, to the fall and see how everyone reacts to that because we know that normally the summer, as, as summer months happen, a lot of these types of, of, uh, of movies that come out don't usually do well in the fall. So it's going to be very interesting to see if, if it shifts to a next year type of thing, if some things we get maybe a very quick, condensed summer schedule in September. Do we get a bunch of big blockbusters in September and then we start getting into the Oscar movies? Only time will tell. Nope. And that's, that's essentially uh, what we need right now. Flying by the seat happens. of our pants. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, thank you everybody for listening uh, again this week. Just a quick reminder that uh, you're listening to this and it was a pre-recorded episode, so that's why you didn't hear any fan questions. So if you did ask a fan question this past week, we promise to get to it next week um, as we're back to our normal recording schedule the week of August 18th. So uh, just feel free to go to our website, screeningandkingston.com. You can submit a form to submit fan questions. You can email us at screeninginkingston at gmail.com anytime. Um, as, a, as another reminder, there's lots of extra content now up on uh, on our website. We'll add these summer lists to it um, as well as we'll, I'll continue to update with all the lists we've made over the past 100 episodes. But thank you, everybody, again for listening this week. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC podcast network.